Welcome to the Adventure Podcast. This is episode three, where we have uh, a great guest today, Rever. We have Lockie Thomas. Is that right? That's correct. I'm You're with... probably the first one that's ever got that right. <laughs> There's a lot of practice. <laughs> I had a lot of practice. I did a lot of research. And I really want to just call you Latchy. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone on support calls me Latchy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm with Isaac Cohen and Alan Levy. See what's up, guys. How are you, guys? Hey. Um, all right. So let's begin. Alan, you want to start? Sure. Latchy, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got into writing before we start? Um, that's a good question. You know, my writing experience hasn't really been that much. Um, growing up in Sydney and being a surfer, I, I haven't really done that much dirt biking or riding before. And my only introduction to it, the only thing I do now is dirt biking. And around Eagle here, we have some epic, epic dirt biking trails. And some friends said, Locke, you need a dirt bike. Um, here's a, a $1,500 250 two-stroke Honda that was built in 2001. This thing is perfect for you. Um, here you go. Let's go riding. And so they took me out here in Eagle, and I haven't looked back. And that was about, about five or six years ago. It happens to most of us with this adventure riding and dirt biking. How'd you uh, how'd you get involved with Rover? So, uh, like any good company, uh, it's it's generally all the uh, all the good ones that started over beer in a brewery somewhere and a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> or a good idea. So um, I met these guys called, uh, or the guys that started Butler Maps. And from that moment on, they said, we have these awesome paper maps. We want to go into the 21st century and build some digital maps. And I have been a web developer for about 17 years and done a whole lot of digital mapping and that seems to be where I've made my uh, my niche and it just seemed to be a match made in heaven. I'm doing digital maps, they do paper maps and uh, we created, uh, originally it was Writing Social and now it's Rever. And so why don't you give me an explanation, a brief explanation of what Rever is? So Rever, our niche is motorcycle riding and with the invention of uh, these smartphones, whether it's an iPhone or an Android, you have this amazing GPS device in your pocket and the ability to create a digital logbook of what you've done, whether it's riding, fitness, tracking your pet. You know, these things are an incredible bit of software that everyone carries around. So we've been able to create this app that uh, – enables you to track all your motorcycle rides, you know, whether it's on your dirt bike, your Harley, your BMW GS, it's, it's, we were able to track it all. And essentially it's creating a community for riders. So just like we have the BMW riders in Germany, we've got the Harley and long distance riders in the US. Uh, we really just want to create a place where riders can go track this stuff and have a like-minded community. So it's really for 
all kinds of riders. Doesn't matter yep. what you ride, doesn't matter what you're doing, it's for everybody. Exactly. Our niche is anything with two wheels and a motor and a motor. Cool. So does Rever replace a GPS? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, at this present moment, I wouldn't say it replaces it. Um, that is our ultimate goal. Um, but at this moment, the whole offline capabilities of, a, of an app aren't quite there, and we're not quite there with the whole offline stuff. Anything that's online, I'm, I'm very happy to say we're, we would be comparable to any GPS device. The, the where it um, doesn't quite merge up is the offline stuff. So uh, I guess we need to know what is Butler Maps and how does that integrate with Rever? So yeah, as I alluded to before, um, Butler Maps was a, a very early, um, uh, they were the impetus for Rever and Riding Social when it, with the, what it was first named. So um, a Butler Map, recommended road is what those guys have done is they've traveled a whole bunch of stuff all over the u.s and as well as in germany and created a whole bunch of recommended rides and not just a 80 mile an hour highway ride it's all the twisty turny high elevation stuff that uh, they've recommended and they've got their grading so it's the gold um, uh, the orange rides and the red rides uh, and if you do a gold ride, it's one of the best rides you've ever done. So there, they have tracked a whole bunch of stuff. Then what we've done is plotted those all on a digital map, and so when you want to come on to Rever and plot a good ride, you want to do one of the gold, gold rides, and that's how Butler Maps is integrated into Rever. Got it. And how often are those tracks updated? So they're updated... Uh, it just really depends on how what their latest thing is. So they've just done the mid-Atlantic uh, area states, mm -hmm. and they updated those, I think it was just the end of last year, or end of this year. So yeah. we, we hit a button, it synced with their database, and then we put it, uh, then it automatically goes on a river. Great. So in regards to the Butler tracks, do you have any plans on adding more information to them, like photos or videos or difficulty ratings or descriptions? Uh, yes. So at the moment, we actually have all that information. Uh, we are in the process of adding that. So if you clicked on a gold route, it would give you a pop-up with some photographs and a description. We have all that information in the database. We just haven't implemented it yet. And are you guys, uh, do you have a turn-by-turn -turn navigation option? So uh, a couple of months ago, we released the ability to get turn-by-turn -turn directions on the app. And that doesn't quite cut it as far as um, giving you the ability to plan a ride on the website and then get that turn-by-turn that -turn directions on the app. What it does is if you're in the app and you push a spot on the map, you can get turn-by-turn -turn directions directly from A to B. It doesn't give you any kind of good motorcycle ride on that. So that's our first step. Um, the next goal is to be able to plan a ride on the, on the website, do all the Butler Maps gold um, recommendations, and then get turn-by-turn -turn directions from that. Now we're really, really close to releasing that. We've actually... Got it working on Android app in a in a version one or or you know probably a point one would be a, a correct terminology for it. 
Um, it's almost there. We've got a whole bunch of testing to do, uh, but it's really close to creating a customized route on the website and then getting turn-by-turn directions on it through the app. So I'd love to oh, – sorry about that. I'd, I'd love to say we'd release that within the next two to three months. So you have to sign up for Rever, is that correct? Yep. And what's the process? How do people do that? So go to um, uh, Rever.co, click on the sign up or search for Rever in the App Store and uh, whether it's Android or iOS, you'll be able to get there. And so would you recommend people doing this on a computer or could they do it right off their app, right on their phone? Well, um, uh, Mosey convinced me to give you guys a coupon. So if uh, if you sign up on the website, you'll be able to in, use that coupon and uh, get a free month. So anything that you do in the web app is automatically going to show up on the iOS app? Is that the... Correct. So we have the browser version or the website version of it. Anything you do there automatically syncs to the to the app. Okay. Are there any other benefits to planning a trip with Rever? You know, the, the benefits of it are it's easy. And we've created a really simple uh, website where you can click along the map. You can see the recommended roads from Butler Maps uh, and create a planned ride that you know is going to be awesome and it's just easy to click along you know we've had a whole bunch of feedback that there are other software programs out there that are really hard to use and that's our benefit is just it's easy so how does that can you give us a brief description for someone who hasn't used rubber how you would create a, a route or a trip on your website and then what do you see on the app um, so the simplest thing to do is just click on the map and what it'll do is it'll connect the dots throughout the road and if you want to change that, you just drag and drop that route to your preferred um, road that you want to take. You can create a ride across the country or just around your local area and it, it takes... Uh, I would say you know, just a couple of clicks to come up with a great ride. As soon as you save it, you bring up the app, it, it'll sync right then and there. It's amazing. Um, so you mentioned that you had turn by turn right now and that you're creating it for, um, for GPX tracks in the future, right? So there, there is the, the problem with GPX tracks is they're, they're just these connecting the dots really when it comes to, uh, to Latin long points. Um, the problem with GPX files is they don't have any recommended or they don't have any recognized roads within those latin long points it could be anywhere it could be over a mountain we don't know so the problem with gpx uh, files is that we don't know whether they're on recognized roads or not the goal is to use these things called a map matching or a road matching apis which are great but they're not perfect. So we're able to do it. It just may not give you the exact path. So we're pretty close to it, just not quite. So I think it's a, it's a technology problem right now rather than uh, uh, something that we can't do. It just may not get you the exact route when you upload a GPX file. So what you're saying is if I created the route in your web app, then the, term, the future term by term would work really well. It would get what we expect out of it. But if we import a GPX, there might be some discrepancies. Correct. You have a partnership with BMW, is that? 
Yep. So um, uh, July 2016, they uh, they gave us some venture capital, and uh, it's it's essentially enabled us to take it from a pretty small operation to uh, to an operation. Now we have we have five employees and about eight other contract programmers that uh, that's there. And you know, if we didn't have that venture capital, then we we wouldn't be where we are today. That's incredible. So um, you have special integration with the new 2018 BMW GSs with the TFT screens. How does that work? Um, <clears throat> that's a great question. So what we're doing is uh, one of the goals for the end of this year and early next year is this integration with third-party devices like the, the BMW stuff, the um, BRP spiders actually we're going to be uh, releasing something with them really soon we've developed um, an integration piece that works where the Reva app is built into those devices whether it's the BMW or um, the BRP spiders or some other stuff we're working on too so if you track a ride using your bike um, with that particular platform it will automatically sync with Reva and send that ride up, as well as you'll be able to look at recommended roads and rides from the Rever app in your um, uh, BMW GPS device that's in your bike. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. Um, back to the to the routing for a second. When you do implement the routing, even if it's uh, through your web app and not a GPX file. Do you have a plan on what happens if I miss a turn, or what happens if I start in the middle of a route? Yeah, so what it will do at that point is it will uh, route you back to your next waypoint in that direction. So you've missed that turn, you know, uh, whatever it is, it'll then route you towards the next waypoint that you've dropped in your customized ride plan. So it's not going to ask you to skip a waypoint and go to the next waypoint. It's just going to assume missed, go to the next one. Yes. Very cool. Um, so you have that partnership with BMW. Do you plan on any... Uh, Deeper integration in the future, maybe something along the lines with um, the CAN bus integration, getting uh, data from the bike and implementing it in your app? Yeah, that's that's actually something that's really cool, to be able to do all that. Um, with the Bosch, the BMW, the BRP integrations, eventually we'll be adding that kind of stuff. And really what that comes down to, what that will be beneficial is that'll enable a bike to tell Rever or tell the device that it needs a service, it needs an oil change, these are the G-forces that went around this corner. Um, this is the speed that you were going at, and that's that's the really valuable stuff for all that this. That sounds great. Yeah. So what's on the roadmap for Rever? You told us a lot of the roadmap so far. Is there anything else that's on the roadmap for the next three or six months that, that uh, we haven't touched on? So 2017 was a big year for new functionality for us. Um, you know, we, we got a lot of awesome stuff out there and new stuff. Uh, there were some things that we did that weren't quite completed as well as we wanted it to. So really the next three months to six months is going to be consolidation on a lot of stuff, making the turn-by-turn -turn direction stuff. We're actually completely uh, renovating the ride planner on the website. Um, that'll be much better. The rides will be loading much faster um, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to be doing a better way of that. Um, and then throughout the rest of 2018, it's then our other goal is uh, implementation with third-party services like the Bosch, the BMW, and the BRP stuff. Very cool. 
I'm going to bounce around a little here. Uh, in terms of recording your trips, can you share them to social media? How does that work? Yep, you can. Um, like any any app or service these days, you have to have social media integration. Um, we have uh, at the moment. It's just a it's just a share. It puts the screen grab of your ride. It puts a description up and it puts your mileage. Um, it's not awesome, but it's there. Really, the next step of that is to uh, any photos that you've taken along the ride, uh, mileage, average speed, we're going to be uh, giving that the ability to share it as well. Uh, it's been designed. It's almost implemented. It just hasn't been finished yet. So you, you have sharing to Facebook and you're talking about improving that. What about to Instagram or other social networks? Um, uh, yeah. Twitter, not so much. Instagram is a good one. Um, it's just image-based, so really what it would be is a, just a screen grab of a photograph or the route plan or the route that you've just ridden with some data overlaid on top of that. Yeah, that'd be great. I think a lot of, a lot of people love uh, seeing that on Instagram. Yeah, well, Instagram is becoming more and more popular, so we need to do that. So is your app free? How does that, how does that so, start? Work? 95% of the functions on Rever are free. Um, you can sign up, create an account, and get essentially all, all the tracking and planning you like. The thing that uh, is the premium version, so we run on the premium model, so it's $5.99 a month or uh, $59 a year, and you get things like the road recommendations from Butler Maps, um, downloading GPX files, and offline maps on the app. And, uh, and you did mention earlier that you gave us a discount code for our listeners. Yep. That discount code is CityGS2017. We'll have it in the listener notes and on our website. And that'll give right. you a free month of premium features. Uh, I had another question, actually, about the, uh, the recording of a trip. You cannot edit it later mm -hmm. in the app if you wanted to modify it for a future ride. You had such a great ride, but you made a couple mistakes or you want to build off of that. Is that something that's coming soon? So um, there, there's a couple of things with that that are important to note. Um, one of those is all our rides, all, if, if you're familiar with the Rever app, you know that there's challenges on the website. So if someone can come in and edit their ride, it actually affects the stats and the mileage that are part of the challenges that that person's a part of. So there could be some manipulation of the challenges and then if there's manipulation of that, then people could say, well, I deserve a prize and, uh, well, and these people don't. I think more of what I'm asking is leave that, you know, leave your, your stats the way they are, but duplicate it so you can create a new planned ride from an old existing ride. So you can't. So if you are on, and this is exactly the reason we came up uh, and, and this idea came about was because if someone has a ride, it's awesome, they want to change it a bit, you can actually save as or copy the ride and it, it'll make an exact replica of that ride and you can then edit to your heart's content. Oh, that's great. So wow. if, you're on a, if you're on the website and you look at the ride details page, the bottom right-hand corner of the ride, just under the map, is a copy uh, ride button, and you can do that from there and then edit it. So maybe I was thinking about a GPX. If you import a GPX, you can't edit it? 
Um, the initial upload of the GPX file, um, you can't, but then a similar process, if you want to copy the ride, it then becomes editable. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm hoping you'll make that a little simpler in the future or yep. more obvious. Yep. Awesome. Okay, great. So, uh, Lockie, I want to tell you that um, last year, I think it was, my brother and I and my brother-in-law went to New Mexico, and uh, we were struggling to figure out where we were going to go every day. And we're trying to create a five-day riding plan from our home base. In to be Jersey. fair, Mosey was struggling. Harry and I were just uh, enjoying breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so we embraced rubber, and I made um, I made everyone sign up for it. And we got to New Mexico, and we had our first day's planned ride, uh, yep. our first day planned. Um, but you never know how far you're going to get or where you're going to end up the next day. So we would wake yep. up every morning. We'd go to breakfast, make sure we had some reception. I'd open up my laptop, I'd tether to my phone, and I would plan out my our second day. And we would all look at it together and say, what area of New Mexico do we want to hit? How much dirt? How much of the gold roads? Um, and, and your map is absolutely, you know, the, between the butler and the ease of use for creating, that was, that was the center of what we did on our trip. Everything revolved around that. Mm -hmm. And every day we would... Uh, we would create a new route. So that was amazing. I have a question though about multi-day routes um, or multi-day plans. Right now it's kind of like a day-by-day -day thing. Do you have uh, any plans for multi-day trips where you take a break, pause it, start the next day and, and resume? Yep. So that's a, oh God, it's been requested so much. Um, at the moment, if you push pause or you push stop um, and save the ride, it sends it to the server and you can't start that ride again. Um, we were just talking about the other day um, implementing a new feature where you can start again a ride that's already been saved. Uh, so you can resume it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, that is a feature that's been requested a whole bunch and we want to implement that uh, within the coming months. So on, on that note, I would, I would ask for a few things. Um, of course, right? I have your, I have your if ear. we may make a request. <laughs> there's two parts to this. There's the multi-day recording and then there's the yep. multi-day planning. Mm -hmm. So for multi-day planning, I would love to see the ability to say day one, day two, day three. Um, and then for multi-day recording, I would love to, the ability to put descriptions on a per-day basis and photos on a per-day basis and not just have them all clumped together, almost yep. like a journal. I, I agree too. Um, that's another very, very high um, requested feature. We have just been testing the ability to add um, multiple rides to the map as you're planning them. So if you create day one, you've created it, you can then add day two, day three, day four to the map as well and create multi-day rides. So you don't have to create this massive ride all in one go you can create your first day your second day and then if you want to view them view multiple rides on the map that will be possible in this new version of the ride planner that we're doing so when when is that um uh first version of the ride viewer will should be ready in the next couple of weeks um then we're moving on to the ride editor and the ride planner and that's probably going to be at the end of January. Uh, and then there's some pretty cool features coming after that. So let's hope for end of January for that. That's so exciting, man. I'm, I'm, I really feel like you got a lot of uh, 
secret information here. Are you sure we're allowed to share this with people? Oh, you know, I, 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 for you guys, you know, you're pretty nice. So, you know, I feel like... <laughs> Awesome. You know, it's, it's exciting, actually. You said a lot of great things. And, you know, using it, like Mosey said, in New Mexico, I mean, it was it was our, our main source of, of direction and route planning. And That's so right, yeah. it sounds like, you know, most of the issues that we had during that time period are things that you guys are addressing, which is only going to make the app that much better to use. So we're excited. Yeah. You know, we've been we've been on this for five years now. We've had a fair bit of feedback, and you know, every day we're able to do something that makes it easier for people, and and that's our goal: motorcycle planning and tracking. You know, that's our real bread and butter stuff. Um, the the bigger component is of then finding other riders and finding your community, which is cool. I noticed that. Um you know, on a, on a much simpler level, not doing multi-day trips, just going out for day rides. I could see my brother on the map. I see his little icon as we're doing a yep. little day ride through the Pine Barrens, and it's it's super cool. And then at the end of the day, we we save our tracks, and we saw uh, how few miles we did compared to how many miles we thought we did. <laughs> <laughs> it's always way less, but um, it's great. And then the ability to add photos and a description, it's, it's a great way to, to keep a log, like you said. And really to share it, it's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, if I'm, if I'm not out with them one day, like tomorrow, I, you know, as soon as his ride finishes, it uploads on my phone and it's great to see and great to watch and great to share. You know, we see what your riding buddies are doing. It's uh, it's really a great app and I really recommend everybody to really start using it. But uh, yeah, we've been using it for a few years and there are competitors and none of them really do uh, everything this app does. And uh, the fact that you have the community aspect to it and the friends is really great. I mean, that's what riding's all about, right? Is the, yeah, exactly. The friend aspect. So we, yeah, but you'd be amazed at the, how much traction the community stuff gets. You know, um, I know you're familiar with the City Beamers group and they, you know, it, it's amazing how much those guys ride and post and do and that's just a small faction of it. You know, we have a whole bunch of other communities in there as well and really that's what we think that is the biggest thing on it and that's what we want to grow and that's what we're going to be making better this year too. So how do the communities work? Because that's an actual feature within the app, communities. Uh-huh. Um, on the app, it's it's pretty limited right now. You can really only just go to a community you see what their, what their featured rides are. Um, what we've been building into it is uh, events. Uh, so you could say if you're part of a community, the community admin could post an event and associate a ride with that event and say, hey, we're going on this ride on Saturday morning. Um, download it to your phone. Here we go. Cool. Very cool. Lockie, so, thank you so much for your time. This is really great. I think this is uh, definitely the best episode we've done so far out of the three. Well, of course. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was incredible to meet you, man, and I'm... Uh, I'm excited to see what what more is to come forever. Yeah, yeah you know we're we're really just at the start. You know we've we've been working on this thing for a while, um, and like anything, you learn a whole bunch in that time. And it sometimes takes some money to to get you where you want to go, and that's what we're going through right now. This this investment from BMW has really helped out helped us out, and we've been able to get to the next places we want to go and 2018 is only going to be better. You know, I was just going to mention that actually. I'm excited to hear that BMW took that kind of an interest in you guys and, you know, gave you that injection because they're as well trying to 
grow themselves in the adventure community. I mean, it really is a, it, it's a great community. There's a lot of growth here. A lot of guys are having a lot of fun. So why not? Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to get, they're trying to further themselves in it. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're, they're doing that by, you know, trying to partner up with guys like Rever and, uh, and, you know, which would further the community in general. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly what they're trying to do. And it's, it's awesome that they, they see value in us. It makes us happy. For good reason. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Awesome. No worries. Yeah, great to meet you guys. Great to meet you, man. Yeah. It was yeah. late last night, the other day. I thought I'd go up and see Ray. So I went up and I saw Ray. And there was only one thing Ray could say was I, I don't want a pickle. I just want to ride on a motorcycle. Great interview. Locky seems like a great guy. A lot of fun. Last week we had a, a podcast on Mormon Safe and Heated Gear, which was fantastic. And I got to try out my heated gear and I told you guys I'd let you know uh, how it went. <laughs> and I, I've had a few rides now, some in, in some really cold weather with the gear on, and it is too hot. It's incredible how it really, really just changes what you're able to do. I mean, tonight I was riding in 32 degree weather and I had to turn it down to 25%. So let me ask you a question. You're, you're a hot shot where you're like, I could ride in any weather and I know that's still true. You could still do it without the heated gear. As long as you know. But what is your, uh, what is your opinion on heated gear now? What does it do for you that, that changes? You know what? Riding, you know, the, the ride that we did and going off road and whatever it was, was great. And, you know, PD got, Stuck, he swamped his bike. We'll talk about that another time, especially with <laughs> No, us. no, we're going to talk about that today. So we, got, we, were, we were very wet and very cold and stuck out there for a while. And so to be able to plug into the bike and keep myself warm was fantastic. Um, but tonight, finally, while I was riding, and it, you know, it was pretty darn cold out, and, and I was in a t-shirt under my gear, and I was still super hot, turning it down, and what you just realize is it's good to be comfortable. You it's know, summer it's, on your bike. It's bougie, but it's comfortable. You so know? what do you it's, have? You have the underlayer. No, I, I, have the I have the jacket. I have the waterproof uh, jacket, and I have the glove windproof waterproof, and I have the glove liners. No pants. No, no pants. pants. Okay. So from the last episode, I was inspired to get the underliner because I already had mm. the underlayer because I already had the jacket liner. What about the upper base layer? The upper heated the upper base layer. Heated base layer. And it's, I only tried it without it plugged in, and I was so warm with it not plugged in that I could only imagine I can go down to 20 degrees with it. Was it comfortable? In. I mean, that's really all you could tell us. It was so much more comfortable than the jacket liner, mm. because the jacket liner is a little bit fluffy, it's got a little bit of space, so when you're putting on your adventure jacket over that, sometimes it's a little tough to maneuver. Mm -hmm. This felt a little bit more like a... I don't want to say a wetsuit because that might be a little too extreme. Like a thermal. Yeah, like a nice, comfortably thicker. fitted, thicker Very thermal. similar to their pant layer. And what's great is if you already have a jacket and it's not loose on you, you don't have that extra room, then this is a great option because when you get a heated jacket layer, it really, it adds to the bulk. Yeah. So that's that, that close to your body... Is, is a huge plus if your bat if your jacket's already fitted. I did yeah. realize that, but you know that like the, the parts of the jacket that touch my body, you can definitely 
it's it's hotter. I mean, you could definitely mm-hmm. definitely feel that warm. And I don't know. I mean, Isaac was saying you can you can see riding down to twenty degree weather, but with this gear, honestly, as long as there's no ice on the ground, I I would ride down to ten degrees. I've ridden to twelve degrees, and only for about forty five minutes in Manhattan. I was colder off my bike than I was on my bike. It was probably obvious. I mean, uh, my whole body was warm in 12 degree weather. Pete was supposed to be here tonight, and because of holiday traffic, Thanks, everyone. he couldn't make it. And he was supposed to sleep here, and we're supposed to ride tomorrow morning, and now he's got to ride early in the morning. Yeah, that's right. This is the after talk. It can be as noisy as you want. Oh, fine. <laughs> Don't be a dick. I'm not being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to let everybody know. Don't, don't make your I wanted to go back that. because I promised you all that I would let you know how the gear was, and it really was fantastic. I enjoyed using it. It's definitely gonna allow me to ride straight through the winter again, as long as there's no ice or snow on the ground. I will be on my motorcycle. You said thank that, you, thank you, warm and safe. Right? Yeah. Where are you tomorrow? Well, tomorrow I have work obligations, so. You know, we, we adjusted the whole ride so you could be... Well, it's right. going to be 50 degrees. That's no, it's going to be degrees at the end of our ride. Anyway, so last week's ride, Isaac couldn't make it. It was Alan and I and Petey and a new dude, Tom, who was actually awesome to ride with and save the day. And it was a crazy ride. We started the ride late. We didn't have... We weren't prepared at all. We met Tom and Petey at the entrance of Pine Barrens and... Within two minutes, I took a nasty fall and hit my head on the ground. Luckily, the ground was soft, but I was still nervous because I hit my head. Um, and it, it shook me for like an hour in terms of confidence. Um, we found some... Oh, we go a couple more minutes in and we see hunters shooting deer, which is illegal all year, except for this one special week during the year where they're allowed to hunt. And we hear them shooting. We see them with rifles and shotguns shooting in the woods, and we're about to go deep in the woods riding, which is scary. So, uh, we try to avoid the single track, but we, we can't. We end up going the single track anyway, because it's too fun. We know we try to avoid anything. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> and we're honking every, like, minute, just so, to, like, make it, make people aware that we're in the woods. Hopefully they don't shoot us. At one point, we pass a dead deer on the trail that must have just been shot, and there was a giant hawk just sitting on it, um, eating it, eating away at it. And as we passed it, the hawk just spread its its wings, and it was the wingspan was wider than the trail. It was super cool, but I was shitting my pants because something just got shot while where we were riding. A little bit after that, Alan, we're all coming around to turn, and Alan's getting super comfortable with his breaking his rear out, and he's uh, he's doing it every time turn we make. He's breaking it out more and more, and then finally we hear him behind us. Uh, what did you say? What did you scream into the... Did I scream anything? Or was it just like... I, I hit a tree! I hit a tree! Right, I hit a tree. Right. Maybe it's something. Did all, all I remember is getting then, my arms up in front of my face while I was hitting the bark. And then he barely answered us after that. We all made a U-turn. We came back and he looks like he's dead on the floor. Another picture you should post on the website. His bike is smashed into a tree. Well, it looks like it's smashed into a tree. You're and good. he's flat on the floor just staring up into space. I'm going to give a quick shout out to Stumpy's KTM. Thank you very much for realigning my bike. Um, so everything was fine. The bark busters protected his hand guards. His, his gear protected him. There was a tiny little crack in his fairing. He got up and we were riding again in a few minutes, but that was still like, you know, a crazy part of the ride. And, uh, we're going through some, some amazing single track. We're having such a great time and then through sand or whatever it is. And all our confidence is up and we're deciding, you know what? 
let's call it a day. It's like two thirty. Let's start heading home or two o'clock. Let's give you that story because this is a this is the normal Mosey story. Alan said, maybe it's time to start heading home at this point, and it's getting late. And Mosey's famous. This is one in every group, and you know it. And Mosey's famous. One more trail. Let's just go this way. Let's just see what's here. So I looked at Tom and I'm like, Tom, which way do you want to go? Do you want to go through this single track again, or do you want to? Go, you know, left or right. And he looks left and he sees a bunch of little water crossings. He goes, let's go play in the puddles. And so we make a left and we go through a few water crossings. And the first one I went through a little quick and I was, I'm, I'm wearing a clam suit, so I was fine, but I was completely soaked head to toe. My suit is super shiny afterwards because of how wet I was. I didn't feel it. Um, and we go through a few more water crossings and then we get to one where Tom just isn't sure and he stops and he turns sideways and he's looking at it. And me, Mr. Big Shot, I'm like, ah, it's fine. I just don't even pay attention. I go to the left side and I just roll through it. And in the middle, there's this huge dip. And I just power through it, smoothly power through it. And I get through it. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, there's a dip. It's happened before. No big deal. Alan on his KTM, same exact thing. Goes to the left side, follows my track exactly. Hits that huge dip, powers through it. Next up, Petey. Petey attempts the same thing, but he goes even further left. And he sinks his battleship. He gets stuck. And we don't even know the extent of how stuck he is. Alan and I are on the other side already. Tom didn't go through yet. And we look back and we just see that he, he can't get out. So I'm recording and I'm laughing. He's like, guys, I think I'm really effed. I need, a, I need help. So I finally put it down. And we all have to get in the water. And where his bike is, it's above knee level. It's probably like to mid-thigh level. Uh, we're getting soaked. Water's pouring into our boots. It's 30 degrees. Three zero degrees. Thank God we're sweating from riding. But um, it was cold, and we're trying to get his bike unstuck. We're lifting the back tire, and it's not budging. It's like suctioned into mud that's deep into this. His, his bike pit. is saddled deep in the water. Yeah, so the front looked like it was just up to the front tire, like the middle of the front tire. The back was so sunken in. And so we ended up having to push the bike completely over onto its side to break the back wheel loose from that mud rut. And then shimmy it and pivot the bike over to the side and then get, get it back up and pull it out of the water. And uh, it was running for half the time. We tried to keep it running so that the, you know, it would push the water out of the exhaust. I don't know what our thought process was there. But either way, when we got it out, it wouldn't start. And we called a few buddies to try to give us some advice because I've been with people that have gone through this and we resolved and kept on riding and... Sometimes you have to wait a little. Sometimes you have to turn it on the side. This is what puts the adventure in adventure riding, you know? And so, um, and so everybody we speak to tells us that we need to pull the spark plugs and turn the bike on the side, let the water come out through the hole. This is a 1200 GSA boxer. And then, you know, start it up and let all the water shoot out the back pipe. But the problem is we don't have the tools for that. We don't have the tools that are long enough and deep enough to pull out spark plugs from this bike. Good lessons to be learned, right? You only you only put the tools on your bike after you've gone through the problem one time. So yeah, right now, pay attention. If you're doing any water crossings, make sure you have the tools to pull spark plugs on your 1200. So we're, it's, it's like three o'clock now, it's getting dark. Um, I have a dinner party in two hours and you know, people have long rides home and it, it's not good to ride at 30 degrees in the dark after a long day of off-roading. When you're wet. When you're wet and yeah, so we're freaking out a little. We're trying to figure it out, and then we realize that Tom came with a trailer that day. he trailered his twelve ninety, his eleven ninety. So we, Tom and I, 
jumped on our bikes, head back to the local Wawa, got his trailer while Alan and Petey stuck it out with the bikes. We got back. And our heated gear. And their, yeah, their heated gear. We got back. We pulled his trailer as far into the trail as we could. Alan and Petey rolled Petey's bike as far down the trail as they could to finally meet us. Um, we, we ended up trailering the bike home. Alan was freezing because he wasn't plugged in. He was just sitting there wet. So what did you want to bring next time? Fire starter? Oh, definitely. Listen, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't ever pay. And I'm usually the Boy Scout and I travel prepared. And, you know, but we went on a couple of day rides and I'm like, you know, I was looking at some of, some of my gear sitting on my shelf as we were rushing out in the morning. I'm like, nah, I don't need it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't ever, if you're an adventure rider and you're going out adventure riding, even if it's only for the day, you never know when you're going to need something, when you're going to get stuck. And, and so, yeah, I said fire starter because had we been stuck out there another 45 minutes, I would have started a fire and start keeping us warm because when you're freezing, waterproof socks are probably a great investment. But when you're freezing and the temperature's dropping and you're, you know, out in the wilderness and it's getting dark, a fire is a very, very friendly thing to have. So we ended up getting the bike back to my garage really quickly before the dinner party. I, we, we pulled out his spark plugs. We put the bike on one side, but nothing happened. We put the bike on the other side with the spark plug pulled. And you hear glug, 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 glug. Isaac was there. That's when he yeah. finally showed up for the day. Isaac came to help us. He brought uh, jump jumpers. And so much water came out of that right cylinder. It was hysterical. And then we put it back together and we jumped his bike from my car because it was we spent so much time trying to start it today that it didn't get anywhere. And when the bike finally started after four or five minutes of trying to start it, water was just shooting out the, uh, the exhaust. It was great, but it was, it was a cel- celebratory moment. Um, so what, how do you, how do you avoid this or how do you, uh, how are you prepared for this? One thing that we should have had was, uh, go back one second. You never, you can never avoid it. Okay. You're right. I'm saying, how do you avoid having to tow back to your house? Well, you have to have the proper tools. So that's the point. So there's, there's, we mentioned that you should have spark plug tools and there are other tools that you should have for your bike. A tow rope. But also a tow rope. We wouldn't have had to, we wouldn't all have had to been in the water up to our thighs. Well, we might've been. But we could have kept the bike rolling. We could have not turned it on its side. Yeah. We could have just gotten it out, you know, in, yeah. in a normal fashion. And even though we were all soaked, we could have been riding home. Toe straps. And then sur- survival kit. Survival gear. If it's a fire starter or first aid or whatever it is. Anytime you're ever going out into the wilderness, whether you're going hiking for a day or more, or whether you're going riding or whatever it is, you should always carry some sort of survival pack medic pack so that's our story pd sunk his sunk his battleship pd sunk his battleship and that was uh definitely the most exciting pine brands run we've had and we're going again tomorrow and that's the first time i ever turned down a ride so if isaac turns down exciting one man if isaac turns down a ride don't go that's the statistic (laughs) so far that's right um so tomorrow we're going with a bunch of people right we got uh alan's out but it's me, Isaac, it's Mosey, Isaac, PD. We got Leo Sasso coming to join us, who's, uh, he actually, um, he tried out for the GS Trophy this year. He didn't make it, but. Well, our friend Rich just bitched out. He's texting me right now. He's not making it. Okay, Rich is out. We got Chris, we got Dennis. Um, we have a bunch of riders tomorrow, so hopefully it's eventful, but not too eventful. We got to see if Doc will come. Yeah. We need Doc. All right, guys, Adventure Podcast out.
out short episodes this week. Yeah, I don't want to take a I'd rather ride